0: The mayfly is up and the excitement is palpable wherever you are in ireland the lakes and rivers are soon to be hatching with mayfly soon and to help you improve your catch rate this season we've used a mayfly tactics masterclass with international angler guide and renowned tire jackie Mann. if you want to learn about setup tactics conditions and flies then head over to www.irelandonthefly.com forward slash masterclass where you can find out all the details to access the recording and jackie's notes If you want to catch that difficult fish or try out new tactics, then this masterclass is for you. Hello and welcome to the Ireland on the Fly podcast about the people and places of fly fishing in Ireland. With restrictions starting to ease, many of us are making plans or have been getting out onto our local rivers or waters where possible. And if you're still not able to, well, at least there's fly tying videos and podcasts like this one to keep you entertained for the meantime. On this week's episode, I speak to Ronan Crean, a Roundstone native who became so obsessed with the brown trout fishing in New Zealand that he finally made the jump and moved there full time where he is now a highly successful guide. Ronan speaks about his love of fly fishing in New Zealand as well as the sheer size of the brown trout and how to catch them. It's a fascinating insight into fly fishing that many of us can only dream about.
1: From Roundstone and County Galway, um, and, uh, I ended up in New Zealand, uh, in 2002, I traveled from Ireland to New Zealand to fish. Um, and I spent a, I spent a year, uh, spent a year in New Zealand then and, uh, got under my skin and, um, I, I kept, I, I kept returning basically. Um, so every, every season for, I think nine or nine or 10 years after that first visit, I, uh, I came over and fished New Zealand. And um and then in about two thousand and eleven I decided I'd make the move more permanent and I've I've been here since. So you
0: so you literally you did go over at the start just for fishing reasons. It was pure love of
1: yeah, fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Well for for the love of fishing, I knew I heard of New Zealand as a as a great fishing destination. So I um yeah, I came to I came to fish. I mean I, I had I did no research, I didn't even know when the season was open and i actually i just i just happened to arrive at the very start of the season um but i also came over to work um you know so I could, it was a one-year working holiday visa that, that i came on uh the first time ever and um and uh, yeah that that's that was how i how, how it's how it started so
0: what was the fishing like when you first arrived or was it just literally jaw dropping holy shit this is so different to what we've got back in ireland
1: um yeah it, it was it, i mean yeah it it didn't take long to realize um just how incredible it was and how vast it was and um how how much how how much more diverse it was than, than what i was used to in ireland um, and uh yeah, I, I mean, like I remember my my first experience fishing for trout in New Zealand was actually uh, on the Nonataha River mouth um uh, on the North Island, fishing at nighttime. <laughs> so the first trout I ever caught in New Zealand was actually in the in the dark. And I caught three of them that night, and uh, so that was the start. Um, but it, it it was it was great. I mean, it just it continued really interestingly from then on.
0: And and so you you basically you got you got the taste of it. Um, and you would come out kind of for a few months every year. Then was it just to fish? So would you kind of work in Ireland during the year, save up a bit of money, and head over. Or?
1: That's exactly it. Yeah, I'd I'd um, I'd work in Ireland and then and then and then f- fly over to New Zealand. Uh, it, usually at the start of every season, but sometimes it was a bit later depending on finances. And then I'd. And then I just stay here basically for as long as I could. Um, so I, I usually for three to six months out of every season, I'd I'd be in New Zealand.
0: God, that must have been incredible though. Like spending like what you were pre- I presume you're in your twenties then, just spending months just literally traveling around fishing. Like.
1: Yeah, that's that was it exactly. So I'd i basically arrive in around about October or November and um and spend three to six months traveling around fishing every day. So I had some mates uh, that well, one one friend in particular, Paul Arden. Um he was doing the same thing. So we used to kind of meet up and we'd he had vehicles, so we'd split the cost of diesel and maintenance and all that kind of stuff. And right. it was great. I mean it was an incredible time fishing and just the crack that goes with it, you know.
0: To do that, like you know, people are into fly fishing, fair enough, yeah. And you know, but for most people as part-time, the fact that you actually kind of were that obsessed with it, that you would just come out and do it for months. Is it a bit kind of like, is there a bit of a kind of like the surfing culture, nearly a bit of it over there like that, you know, where you're kind of traveling around camp? There is,
1: there is. Yeah, there is definitely. I mean, I mean, I didn't know anything about that when I first came out. Um, But as a, you know, as I've, as I've come to, to, to learn over the years, there are, there are people that, you know, there are people now doing exactly what I did. Um, you know and and they're some of them are young in their early 20s uh but not just that like there's a few of them in their 30s as well and, and <laughs> getting on into their 40s and more doing the same thing so yeah it's it, it's it's a it's a thing that happens certainly i imagine it's a lot like the surfing culture yeah
0: you grew up in roundstone um an absolutely beautiful part of the country um and so did you grow up with fishing near you was it
1: yeah i grew up i grew up uh, with plenty with fishing all around me like the, the mountain lakes were good for trout um, but usually it's quite small, like up to maybe a, a half a pound or a pound. And then occasionally you'd get fish up to two or three pounds on some of the lakes. Um, but I also had the carib very close by, uh, and uh, myself and my father used to fish the carib an awful lot. In fact, my first my first day fly fishing was on Loch carib with my father and my grandfather. Um, and uh, I also spent a lot of time in Ireland uh, working on Dalna Hinch River and uh, Loch Ina as a, as a ghillie um so I, I, and uh, Kyle Moore as well I, I always knew fly fishing was for me um, like i remember the, at the very beginning fly fishing with my dad and uh, dad is an, an incredibly focused dedicated angler and you, you know he he loved taking me fishing but when we'd be out in the wa- out on the water together i was 12 and my hands used to get really cold and uh, you know i'd get into a tangle and, and, and i'd hate to ask i'd hate to ask dad to get the tangle out because I mean, he always would take the tangle out, but he never wanted to put his rod down to help me because he was watching the water in front of him and he hated to miss any little bit of that drift. Um, I always remember that, but uh, uh, but he, yeah, it was it was a great time.
0: Was it kind of, was lake fishing what you kind of grew up with and what you knew the best when you were growing up?
1: Yeah, yeah, mostly lakes. So so I, I grew up fishing the mountain lakes and, uh, and Korrib and Mask and Kara. Um, they were they were my mainstay of of of, uh, of that was my my main fishing, um, and then and then yeah the the sea trout the sea trout uh, fish sea trout and salmon fisheries that that were local as well I fished those.
0: When you think of the size of the fish in, in Ireland, the wild brown trout versus the size of the fish in New Zealand, was it was that part of the kind of the attraction and the allure in New
1: Zealand just the sheer? Difference? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there's no no doubt about it. Uh, you know, I remember, you know the the my introduction to new zealand was going out and and straight away catching you know 3 and 4 pound trout uh, which were you know in ireland they're they're really really good great fish super fish no matter you know on any lake in the country um and over here they were they were pretty stock standard um and i love that uh and then you know uh, so my my first year out here I, I really just fished for those uh which were in abundance in a lot of the rivers um and then, as time went on, I got a bit more confident, and I was, I, I, I would, you know, take on the the rivers and lakes that held bigger trout, which were quite daunting at first. I have to say, you, you know, you you really have to get a bit of experience behind you before you. Well, for me anyway, I wanted to get a bit of experience behind me before I felt comfortable going after those really, really big fish.
0: You might just explain to people in terms of kind of the. the... The lie of the land, maybe in terms of where the where the best fishing is, and maybe just gives a bit of background to
1: it. I mean, every, every region has something great to offer. Um, and on, on a very general kind of le- level, the North Island uh, has more more rainbows than browns, um, and generally more fish, probably that are a little bit easier to catch. Down south, it's we um, uh, have more brown trout that are bigger, usually a little bit more difficult to to, to catch. So the South Island is um, is is a is just a little bit more difficult um, than the North Island, uh, but um, probably better rewards. And then within the South Island itself, then uh, I suppose you could say the oh, the west coast of the country would be um, a great place to go for for just spectacular scenery. Uh, but not necessarily to go after your really, really big trout. Um, the east coast is a, is, a, is 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 good, good for very big fish. As is the central, the this the, the centre, like around here, the central Otago is good, good big fish country too.
0: Uh, where would you? Where are you based, and where would you bring most people?
1: Uh, I'm based in Central Otago. a, a town called Alexandra, and uh, I fish within a I fish. Um, basically, oh God, uh, I, re- I really just I, I fish all over the lower the lower half of the South Island. So depending on what people want or, um, what the weather's doing or what I feel like doing, I'll go, I could go any direction from here, (laughs) north, south, east, or west.
0: Is there a bit of everything for people like, you know, it's difficult fishing, you know, hard to catch fish if you want, if you're more experienced or, you know, if somebody's a beginner that you can take them to, to easier rivers, is it, is it, you've got that kind of mix?
1: You do to a certain extent, um. Yeah, you, you you do. I mean, if somebody if somebody you know really wants to go after a big fish, then they you 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 do need a, a high level of of quite a high level of skill because uh, to catch the really the really big ones, it's not that they're any harder to catch necessarily than a small fish, but there 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 are much fewer of them. So when the shot presents, you have to make that shot count, um, and you 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 rarely get more than one opportunity to make the cast. So, and, and, you know, like buck fever often kicks in and even a good angler can just completely balk under the pressure of a big fish. But, um, so if you, if you're targeting big fish, you do need a high level of skill and then everything under that, uh, it's just sort of whatever is best on the day. Uh, more than, uh, more than like the like if there was a river that was great for beginners, you know, I, I tend to take everybody there. I mean, you know, because that's going to be good fishing and good fun. And at the end of the day, that's what people want but it's 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 not not quite as simple as that
0: and and is it mainly sight fishing
1: yes yes um mostly sight fishing but you have to be able to blind fish um you know you have to be able to read the water and know if you can't see a fish in a certain little gutter or or a run um, sometimes it just screams fish so you know you have to run your flight through it um and uh so yeah it's it's mostly sight fishing but i'd never walk past a piece of water that looked great if i couldn't see a fish in it you know if, if it's yeah you'll you'll pick up a lot of fish on the blind it
0: does it take a bit to get used to actually i just think you know say for if you've got anglers say from ireland where you know that are, aren't used to that kind of sight fishing that it, it nearly like you said it ups the ante that if you're you feel the pressure a bit more that if you are actually fishing to fish that you can see like that, and you can see it's a decent size.
1: Yeah, it it does. I mean, it it does. Uh, um, it, uh, it people do get a, get a bit nervous about it at first, but the excitement of just being able to see to see the fish sort of um, it, people get over it pretty quick, and, and just see the fun the fun side of it. You know, to actually have a target to cast at rather than just just uh, just repetitively casting and covering water um it really adds a an amazing dynamic to fly fishing that that i just that i didn't that i didn't have in ireland i mean i never once sight fished a trout in ireland
0: would you still enjoy fishing in ireland although it's different
1: oh oh, oh, god yeah don't get me wrong at all i absolutely adore ireland um i love fishing back home um i mean even even when i come home i i I mean i get home every year and i'll still go back to ryan's lake where i started fishing and I'll, i'll i'll still get pretty excited about catching you know four fish to the pound um you Know and if you catch one fish, catch a 10 inch fish on that lake, you know, that's like catching an eight pound brown over here. Um, and, and you know, the, the size of the fish is always very relative to where you are. Uh, so I'm not, I'm, I'm not, um, I, I've, I've never, I, I, I still love Ireland. I mean, Loch Aina is still one of my favorite lakes to fish anywhere in the world, like so. It's uh, yeah, still very, very, very close. So, Ronan, you might
0: just tell me what's the fly fishing pressure like over there in New Zealand?
1: The New Zealand fishery is not, it's not a numbers fishery, You're, it's, it's about it's about small numbers of quality fish so you're walking up a river you're sight fishing or even if you're blind fishing one angler can effectively cover all of the water um so if you're if you're coming up behind somebody uh, the water is already fished and all and the fish that are there have already been fished over and they're not going to take uh, another fly so um uh, it's 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 it's, it's impo- so the the pressure aspect it's 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 really important that you've got a fresh piece of water and ideally a piece of water that hasn't been fished for a few days, um, and like I said, it's 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 getting getting harder to find that, but it's still possible.
0: So, does it is it a case of a lot of hiking, or kind of you're really kind of trying to find those spots?
1: Yeah, yeah, hiking helps, um, but it's 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 more about knowing knowing um, it's more about having knowing a lot of accesses to a lot of rivers, um, and and it, and I think that's the key. Uh, and and the 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 longer I've been here, the, the more I'm the more I'm learning about, you know, the amount you, you need to as a as a fishing guide or a, a, as a just a person who loves to fish to be successful at it, you, you need to have a shitload of, 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 um, of uh, loc- localities, uh, locations to fish. You need to have just a lot of places to go. And the more places you have to go, then the the, the, the more chances you, you have of being able to avoid, avoid uh, other anglers.
0: And what's the access like? Like, is it, is it, is it private? Is it public? What's, how does that work over there?
1: For the um, most of the rivers in New Zealand, have something that's known as the Queen's Chain on it, and what that is is basically that's that's twenty two yards on either bank that's uh, public access. So, in other words, anybody can anybody can walk the banks, but you have to be able to get to the bank via a pub via um, a public road like a bridge, or um, um, a bridge mainly, or or or. If a farmer allows you to access the river through his through his land, you can you know you can obviously access it through his land. But then once once you're on the river, you can walk to your heart's content up the river.
0: It's a bit like America, I suppose. Actually, isn't it? So it's 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 get like the the, the access to the river might be for public use, but it, like you said, it's actually getting onto the the river itself is the issue. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, like it, it, so the, the Queen's Chain allows people to fish both banks of the, of the river freely. Um, and and access is generally easy. I mean, farmers are generally very good about giving access if you ask them. Um, and uh, and quite often they 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 have a they uh, fish and game the the organisation over here that looks after the the fisheries. They they they'll often um, speak with the farmers and set up permanent anglers access points uh, through through private properties. So uh, access to the rivers is actually very very good over here. Um, some of it is very publicly known and some of it is, is less publicly known, but there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of public access that people don't realize are actually public accesses. And I think that's, that's the, uh, that's kind of the, the, you need to, the more of those kinds of places, you know, the better to, to, to keep the pressure at bay, you know?
0: Are there private fisheries as well?
1: Yeah, it's all, it's all public. And I mean, you know, that's, that, that, that is 99% of the, uh, 99% good, uh, Um, but then the only downside is you might make a huge effort to get to a piece of water you know you might walk for a couple of days to get somewhere you might spend big bucks and fly in uh, and you can find somebody else there and uh, you know if if that happens it's um, you you just have to meet go and have a have a chat with the person and try and share the water but uh, you know it's, it's not ideal and and
0: tell me this in terms of like what's the kind of best size fish you got over in new zealand
1: uh, I've had uh, browns up to twelve pounds. I've had, um, I've landed, I've landed eight now over ten. Um, but to put that into to, to put that into into perspective, that might sound like a good number, but I've I, I, don't know how many days I've fished here now, uh, two to three thousand days, I suppose. Um, I, I worked it out before that. Um, if you target big fish, you'll find them. But if you're just kind of generally fishing for all for you know for for everything across the board it takes about 300 days to catch a double figure fish <laughs> that's, yeah, so you that's got to it works. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah you got to yeah, but the average yeah, is to, 3 4 pounds is it yeah
1: yeah the average is 3 to 4
0: pounds yeah very nice um and in terms of you said in terms of targeting the, the larger fish
1: how what's what how do you go about doing that it's more about location um like if if you want to if you want to target if you want to target big fish you have to fish rivers where big fish exist um And uh, like there's one of those rivers um, here, uh, generally speaking, in a day on it, I tried to cover about eight kilometers of river. And in that eight kilometers, I'd expect to see between four and eight fish so you know so basically one fish or half a fish per kilometer that's all that would
0: be that you're seeing like is there a lot more
1: or is it, or it's just that's what there's you're... not a lot there, there, there will be more fish there but not a lot more not a lot more in fact i think there was one day i i fished i, I fished um fished that section where i believe every single fish in the river was out feeding that day it was it was incredible um, and that day in that eight kilometer section i saw about 20 to 25 fish so I reckon that's about the absolute limit of, of what's actually in it. Um, but on any given, on any given day, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll see, yeah, maybe four to eight. And then when you do get the opportunity, you have to, you have to put the fly in the right place. Or like quite often you find a fish, but he's impossible to catch simply because of where he is. You know, he's under a tree or under a log or cut a, in under a cut bank or something.
0: So with so few fish there, you've got to be a better angler, you know, in terms of being able to take your chances and know what you're doing.
1: Yeah, you do. You you, you do. Um, well, a, a, again, the, the key is. Yeah, you do. You have to be. You have to be able to make the cast. Uh, um, it's it's casting. New Zealand fishing is casting oriented. If you're a good, accurate caster, you'll do well over here. If you if you if you don't cast well, you'll struggle. You know, you'll mess up your chances. Um, and and that's 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 what it is. So so when I'm walking up that river, it's all about sight fishing. Um. So you also have to be able to see the fish, and that—that's that's the other skill involved. It's not just about being able to make the cast. You have to be able to see the fish, and uh, in fact, I remember that learning curve when I first came to New Zealand. Um, I couldn't see the fish, and I remember my friend took me out for with a guy. Uh, he had a, he hired a guide, and he took me out with him for the day. And uh, this guy took this guy. His name was uh, Bonnie Burgess. He was a, a guide out of Gore, and he took myself and my friend Bob out. And he kept pointing out these fish to me, and I was I couldn't see them he like he'd say, "Just there beside that white rock, and i was, I'd look, I'd look beside the white rock, I wouldn't see a thing, but time after time I'd make my cast, the fly would drift over the white rock, down the down would go the dry, and I'm into a fish, and I started thinking, he can't see these fish, he just knows they're there <laughs> and then I, and then, I did, then I was thinking, nah, no, no, don't be ridiculous, he can see them and at the end of the day anyway i I, I realized what i what I had to be able to do to succeed in New Zealand, um, so that was a really, really good, good learning day. I mean, he didn't just teach me an awful lot about the tactics required on most rivers, but he taught me about how to read water, how to see fish, and uh, that was that. That was where I really. I remember that. That was where I really started to improve on the New Zealand fishery.
0: Is it um, dry dropper that you use mainly, or what's what? Yeah,
1: mostly a dry, mostly a, mostly a dry fly with a with a nymph under it. Yep.
0: And what do they take yep. most of the time?
1: Uh, mostly the nymph, right. mostly the nymph. Um, is there much dry during fly the fishing summer? And, oh, there is. There's heaps of dry fly fishing. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm a great believer in the nymph. It, it takes a lot for me to take the nymph off because personally, I don't care what they eat. Um, it, 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 like a lot of people are, are, they really want to see the head come out and take the dry. But for me, it's just I look at the fish and I just watch what the fish is doing. And if the fish is, if I see a fish taking a dry, but then making you know seven or eight swings left and right taking nymphs well i'm not going to just put a dry on i'll have my dry and my nymph because he's more he's he's nymphing more than he is taking off the top so so that's the method i'll use you know it's not at all complicated uh, i mean the, the new zealand f- fisheries is it's the fly doesn't matter a damn. you could take um a terrible fly very well presented is more likely to catch a fish uh to, more likely to catch a fish than a A beautifully, a beautiful fly, badly presented.
0: Why are the fish so much bigger over New Zealand, Ron?
1: I don't know, I don't know, I really don't know. I've I've been asked this question and I've thought about it myself. And uh, uh, one theory I heard was that that we have a longer growing season over here, so um, I guess milder conditions leads to uh, the fish being able to feed for longer. Um, but I think there's a, there's and I, I the other reason is it's it ha, it, it's quite possibly it's down to the low numbers of fish um, that they're not competing for food so much as in you know, like a lot of the Irish rivers are you know they're really loaded with small trout, whereas over here you don't you don't see those small fish very often. Um, and I don't know again, I don't know why that is. I mean, some of these rivers are just glorious. you you would imagine you you'd think that every little gutter and run, have you know heaps of half to three quarter pound trout but they just don't um and why i have no idea i have no idea so you
0: you were you went full-time then in new zealand 2011 so you kind of made the decision well look you're spending enough time over there the fishing was good enough you decided to have a go at it
1: yeah yeah i just decided uh i decided i'd move out to new zealand um i think it was always in the back of my mind that i'd become a guide uh, that i that i would you know it. it just it seemed like a good place to it seemed like a good a good good thing to do um but at the same time it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a, a goal that i had laid out for myself that had to happen um and uh so I mean even when I moved to New Zealand in 2011 um I started working as a joiner and I worked as a joiner for four years and uh and then when I got my when I got my um, my residency that's when I set up the guiding business and um yeah it just it, it went from there really yeah.
0: And how has it been in terms of the guiding business how, like is it a case of just trying to get your name out there obviously writing a blog doing some kind of TV stuff that kind of stuff just to kind of Well
1: yeah I I guess I guess more than more than anything it's um it's word of mouth. Uh like I I really don't I don't think much work came from the little bit of TV stuff we did over here or or uh or the blog certainly does generate some some interest um but the most thing that gets that that gets work is is um um fellas come over have a great time and they go and tell their friends and they come over and they have a great time and they tell their friends and and then, then 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 your name gets out pretty quick so like it it, it it my first season was was pretty good and um and then every other season has been 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 chaco since like really full so it's it's been a yeah it, it I kind of kind of hit the ground running uh, uh now it wasn't entirely my own my own doing like i had some a lot of great friends in the industry and uh, they were they were happy to help me out and um, happy to send me quite a lot of referrals um and uh the local guides were uh well, were key to the key to being successful in starting up you know i have a lot a lot to thank them for
0: and te- I know because I've, I've seen on your website, Ronan'sFlyfishingMissions dot com. The pictures are look just incredible. I can imagine, you know, for anyone contemplating when you see the pictures, you just it's mouthwatering
1: Like I, I still get really excited about it. I mean, the other the the, the other day when when I went when I had my first days fishing in a month, and I got to the river, I've, I was nearly running down the river to get to get to the. Well, I walked downstream to fish back to the truck. And I was quite honestly uh, almost at a jog because I, I I just couldn't wait to get at the at the water. Um, you know, so I mean, I still have that I still have that mad enthusiasm for the fishery and for the fishing. Uh, it's because it's so much fun. it's just it's just a really it's an incredibly exciting, exhilarating fishery. Uh, I mean it's um, yeah, it, I, I, I just love it. I mean, my father's been out with me a few times, not, not a few times he's been out with me. About ten times now. I mean, he's he's kind of similar to me. Um, I mean, he's. In fact, I think he. <laughs> I don't think he's lost one ounce of enthusiasm, in all his in all his years of years of fishing. And uh, uh, like he came out in two thousand four, I think the first time, and uh, when he was going home, he said, "I think that now might be my last visit." And I said, "Why on earth would it be your last visit, Harry?" You know, he said, "You know, finances or whatever." Like I said, Harry, don't be daft. I it? And anyway, for sure, the next year, he was out again, and and a couple of years later, he was out again, and and uh, and now it's just a now it's just an ongoing thing. It's it, like it's it just gets it gets un- it gets under your skin. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's an amazing fishery.
0: Yeah, well, I suppose more Irish people should try it, and uh, like you said, it, it'll get under your skin, and you'll come back. Um, Ronan, yeah. before I let you go, yeah. just tell me about the the lockdown. How you got like New Zealand were, were one of the earliest ones, really, to kind of. Go into lockdown and take the medicine. I suppose take the quick hit of it, and it seems to have worked out. Fingers crossed for you guys. Give you the tell us. Yeah, a bit about it, it. I mean,
1: yeah, we, we, we the lockdown happened fairly, fairly, fairly quickly. I think we went into lockdown at at uh, less than three hundred cases, and uh, and and now now we're getting, I think less than two cases a day, or two like two or three or five cases a day, something like that. Uh, but it looks like we might like the South Island hasn't had a case for six or seven days. I think. Um, so, um, it, so it, it looks like we're on the right track, but unfortunately for me as a guide, uh, uh, like there's no, no tourists coming over and none of, just about none of my work is, is domestic. So, um, basically my business has, has, has shut down, but, um, but the lockdown itself has, has, is proving, I, I suppose, pretty successful.
0: So how much of your business of, did you lose from the season? Was
1: it about six weeks uh, about, so. 20, about 20 yeah about twenty twenty five 25% uh, percent right okay of my season yeah, so, the sea- more what's the season run from in new zealand uh the season starts at the beginning of october uh, and runs to the end of april that's yeah but my my october this year for some reason was 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 very quiet um uh, so i had a slow start and then this then this end of the season was wasn't wasn't so great mm, yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. you know this it really and, uh, so it, and what do you do in the off season then um, I do a bit of work for a landscaping company sometimes, um, and, uh, I do, I make a bit of furniture for the house, so I have a little workshop beside the house, so I, I, I I'm always in there making something, but, um, uh, yeah, so basically, basically that's it, kind of hobby woodworking and a uh, little bit of landscaping for, for a few coins. And would you go out fishing yourself in the off season
0: or do you kind of like to? to oh yeah, be
1: yeah. No, 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 God no, I'll fish, um. Um, I, I'll fish uh, uh, at least once, twice, three times a week.
0: <laughs> you, you can't help it.
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, listen. Continued success, Ronan, for um, for the, for your guiding career in New Zealand and for making such a success of it. Um, so, if people want to find out more. It's RonansFlyFishingMissions dot com is the website to get in touch. Um yep. and, and like I said, if you go in the gallery, this the, the fish. It's just. It's a different different game altogether than, oh, yeah. than what we're used to. Oh, well, th-
1: yeah. oh, well, thanks dear. Thanks for, thanks for putting, it, putting that out there. Hopefully, uh, hopefully somebody will get in touch. <laughs> My thanks to
0: Ronan Crean for joining me on the show. And do check out Ronan's website at ronansflyfishingmissions.com for some incredible fish that he's caught. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also keep up to date on irelandonthefly.com as well as on Instagram at IrelandOnTheFly. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back next week with another episode covering the people and places of fly fishing in Ireland.
1: The mayfly is up, and the excitement is palpable.
0: Wherever you are in Ireland, the lakes and rivers are soon to be hatching with mayfly soon. And to help you improve your catch rate this season, we've used a Mayfly Tactics Masterclass with international angler, guide and renowned tire jackie Mann. if you want to learn about setup tactics conditions and flies then head over to www.irelandonthefly.com forward slash masterclass where you can find out all the details to access the recording and jackie's notes if you want to catch that difficult fish or try out new tactics then this masterclass is for you